1: This is Issues 2020. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Wichita School Superintendent Dr. Elisha Thompson. Welcome to Issues 2020, Dr. Thompson. Nice to have you
0: with us. Awesome. I'm glad to be here. Thank you.
1: (laughs) When Governor Kelly ordered all Kansas schools closed for the rest of the school year, how many students, teachers, and other employees in USD 259 were affected? I know you have more than 50,000 kids going to school, but there were a lot of others affected as well.
0: Yeah. Well, we 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 were uh, shocked, but uh, we we definitely understood and appreciated her uh, care and concern for the for the children of Wichita. So uh, we took on her challenge and began working immediately to provide uh, continuous learning for all our kids.
1: Now, my question: Did you have any disagreement with it, the governor's decision? Do you think she did the right thing?
0: Yes, I do. I do. I, I just think that. You know, with the information that she had, um, and I think the information that she had from medical sources and so on and so forth, and what was happening around the country, uh, I think she used that information and made the best decision that she could, and we support that.
1: Well, there could have been a lot, a lot of school nurses very busy, and it could have been a disaster. <laughs>
0: absolutely, absolutely.
1: Describe, if you will, describe for me a little bit about the meetings you had to carry out that order. I mean, you had to get some people together in a hurry and and, uh, make some some quick decisions.
0: Absolutely. Uh, We thought we were going to spring break uh, and to kind of decompress from the first semester, but instead we had a full ramp up. So uh, we began to immediately uh, take our administrative center, uh, at the old southeast building, and we had, a, we call it the situation room, <laughs> where we uh, kind of uh, separated ourselves and built us a big uh, block in the middle of a room and just began to hash out everything that needed to happen, uh, for every aspect of students that we had to food, to transportation, to contracts, to finances, to, I mean, all kinds of things, uh, we had on our list and we just kind of began to break out into small little groups and chunk it out and, and problem solve and, and get after it. So uh, it was very interesting. And we, we have some great leaders in our district. And, um, and, and, and because of that, we were able to, uh, develop a a very comprehensive uh, process for our kids for the rest of the school year.
1: You had a crisis situation dropped on you, and it sounds like you did just about exactly what uh, most organizations would do, just get together and start talking and and trying to solve the problem. Sounds like you did a pretty good job of getting everybody together on that.
0: Yeah, we worked hard.
1: Did you have any difficulty getting the word out to all the students and parents of exactly what you were going to do next?
0: You know, it was very uh, impressive how the media uh, rallied around the school district to help us to be able to get our message out. So every day, uh, I pretty much uh, started out having um, uh, live um, meetings with parents through the media, TV stations. So uh, it was very helpful, and I think that was one of the reasons why we were able to be so successful with communicating with so many people. Um, we also have a really robust way anyway that we internalize, internally have to work with our parents and our staff, and that's the Parent Link program that we use. So we were able to utilize that as well to get the message out to all of our, stu- uh, all of our parents and families. And then, of course, we have our wonderful staff, teachers and parents, everybody else that we're out uh, sharing their messages also on their Facebook and Twitter accounts and things of that nature so it was really a comprehensive effort to communicate but it really i, I believe that we were successful with the communication plan
1: i know that you've you've used the internet extensively in communicating and so forth but going to the transition to non-classroom teaching how difficult was that uh, from the technical point of view
0: it's kind of interesting because a lot of our teachers had not had experiences utilizing those type of platforms to be able to communicate like that. So it's kind of interesting. We started out with Zoom, uh, and then we had uh, some issues uh, with uh, with some adults that had something happen. And so then that wasn't a good idea to use Zoom (laughs) for our kids. So we reshifted and began to use Microsoft Teams. And I mean, we trained thousands and thousands of teachers within a matter of three or four days. So the teachers there, you know, our teachers are smart. So they were able to to pick up on how to get in there and get our kids assigned to the teams and, and then have the opportunities to get out there and continue to work with our kids. So uh, it, it, it was a matter of thousands of teachers being trained on uh, Microsoft Teams and how to use the technology uh, within a week.
1: Well, it, it's every, very
0: impressive. Very impressive.
1: Everybody you know has a different level of sophistication when it comes to uh, working with computers, and I, I'm probably the worst. I would have probably had to. You'd have had to have me stay after school for more
0: learning on that. But uh, we we had some of those, including <laughs> me.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. What happened with the students who 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 don't have a computer and internet access at home? How did how do you handle that?
0: Absolutely, and we knew that that was going to be the case. So what we did was uh, the things that are online. We also made packets. So we uh, we we what? We like I said, pivoting. We uh, actually ended, we started out trying to do that internally, but it became so massive because we were making thirty, you know, thirty two thousand uh, uh, packets a week. And we couldn't continue to do that. So we actually had the opportunity to work with some partners. And so now what we do is we have a system now um, where we mail those out to students. And so they then get on the telephone. Since you don't have the technology, you can get on a phone and interact with your teacher. um, And they can help you through your problems and help your parents understand what they need to do to continue to support. Um, We also created opportunities for music, PE, and art where kids can get on um a YouTube, which most kids have a phone, so you can kind of get on to be able to do uh, some of those other activities with art, music, PE, those kinds of we have teachers that uh do that. So every day there's something that that, that a kid can also be able to get on to do. Um and then we also have uh, hotlines where you can talk about behavioral social emotional things so kids can have the opportunity to call in or parents and be able to discuss uh whatever issues that they may be having um, whether it's emotionally or academic we have an academic hotline as well where everybody has an opportunity to engage some kind of way with the learning so what the kids are getting online there is a packet that kids are also receiving um, that is the same thing that they're all able to do to uh, as, as uh, consistency across the district uh,
1: have teachers changed the content of their courses to accommodate online teaching as you, have, you, have you lowered standards or anything like that? Have you had to do that?
0: What we've, what we've had to do is to decrease the amount of work that we, have, we would be doing in a normal school day. So we've not uh, decreased the skills that they need to learn or continue to do and practice. So we're doing a lot of practicing and a lot of introducing skills that are easier for folks to be able to do at home or in that environment that we're currently in. So we are not not teaching the skills and the standard at that grade level. What we have done is just decrease the amount.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, could this be a valuable learning activity for future teaching techniques? Will we have more of this in the future? You think?
0: Oh, absolutely! I, I believe so. Uh, I think this is uh, this has been. Uh, I'm a I'm type of person where if you make lemonade out of lemons, and you try to learn from those um, the things that are you're going through and make things better on the other side. So uh, we have. Uh, really learned a lot. I think the teachers actually, and the kids are too, are really uh, and, um, finding a love and a passion for utilizing technology as a tool for instructional practices. And so uh, as we can see, teachers continue, even though that full week was to learn how to use the tool, we have had ongoing professional development around technology, and you can see those numbers continue to stay high. So what that tells us is that people are enjoying the process and continuing to want to learn about those particular uh, tools that you can use. Even once we move back into the school building, there are, you know, you can still utilize technology as a tool in a different way than what they've been using it before. And I think that's exciting for not only the students, but for the teachers as well.
1: Just drawing on my experience in uh, Wichita Public Schools, uh, how do these kids throw spitballs at the teacher in the blackboard then?
0: Well, see, that makes it a little bit more <laughs> difficult. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Have a little fun there. Sorry about that. Uh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> describe the reaction of parents to this new kind of uh, education. Have you had good, good response from the parents?
0: Well, um, it's interesting because we've been getting feedback from our parents that they also, too, would like to have some uh, professional development on the tools that we are using currently and what we would potentially be using once we return back to school. So we actually are beginning this week, starting Tuesday, and I think it's Wednesday or Wednesday or Thursday, one of the two days, that they are... Uh, providing professional development for families and parents, so parents can get on and also learn how to utilize the technology and putting in um, safeguards and things of that nature for all of their kids that are using the tools at home and in the future as they move forward. Um, So I think that they, I think at first we were all kind of like holding each other's hands, (laughs) trying to move into this space. But as we continue to listen to parents and get feedback from them, Um, they are also interested in learning. So that's why we incorporated some professional development for our family.
1: I'm going to ask what the teachers are saying about this. Now, I bet you the response would be, it depends on whether they are 25 years old or 55 years old. What are the the teachers saying about this? Are they embracing the new technology?
0: Well, I I believe many are. And, of course, as you know, I'm not going to say, oh, everybody is, because I'm sure they're not. Uh, But what I will say is that we have had many people in all age ranges (laughs) that have embraced this work uh, and uh, actually are very interested in knowing how we can continue not necessarily not being at school, but continue using technology to the depth that we have, and how do we get more of technology in the hands of our kids at school so that uh, they can begin to utilize those uh, the resources as as tools for learning, so I believe that we have um, I think teachers have shifted very quickly that's why I said teachers are amazing. oh my goodness uh, they have just totally uh, shifted and did everything that they needed to do to be able to do it do for kids and their families. so I just want to give a shout out to our teachers for. Uh, stepping up to the plate and doing what they needed to do to continue to educate kids
1: and you're listening to issues 2020 on the intercom radio stations and our guest is wichita school superintendent dr alicia thompson Well, you had to cancel all extracurricular activities including sports what was the reaction to that
0: Yikes <laughs> no, man. Uh, we had a, we, uh, that was pretty difficult because uh, because we were in the middle of uh, state basketball. Uh, we were in the middle of track season, getting into that. Uh, of course, you know prom, uh, graduations coming up. I mean, all those activities that kids look forward to kindergarten graduation, fifth grade graduation, mm-hmm. I mean, on and on. And those events that are, are traditional for folks and that bring joy to families and students, we no longer were able to provide. So it was a, it was a, it was a downer. But uh, again, as we, we continue to figure out ways in which we can do the best we can in the situation we're in. So uh, we got a lot of work to do. Uh, we're planning, up, as you know, some graduation pieces, and uh, we are doing some uh, things with that. So we're really excited about the potential for graduation.
1: You also handled the meal situation. How has that worked?
0: Wow. Well, we we have been serving lots and lots of lunches. Uh, it was um, we we began to ch- quickly figure out what's the easiest way because typically we have hot lunches and cold lunch. How do you get hot lunches and you know to all these different sites without being inside and having to serve everything outside? So, man, I tell you, uh, that team went to work. And identifying schools and the best ways where we can get traffic in and out, the best we had to pick schools that had good traffic flow. And, I mean, man, it was very uh, time-consuming to figure that out. But what I will tell you is that we are so pleased to be able to serve as many families. Uh, we're we're serving average maybe 7, um, about, uh 7,700 uh, families uh, each time that we serve. So we are very, very... Um, happy that we're able to provide that services to our uh, to our families and, and our community, because it's not just our school kids. It's, it's ages 0 uh, to 18, so we, we're serving uh, the Wichita community, so we're very pleased to be able to do that.
1: Some huge, huge logistics uh, logistical challenges for you, but talk. let's talk a little bit about the school's many facilities. You've got a lot of buildings. Uh, have they been disinfected? Have you done anything like that to go in there and make sure the... COVID-19 is not lurking around the corner?
0: Well, we actually, at this point, we don't have anyone in our building, uh, except for our office area where our administrators uh, go in to check the mail and bring the mail in and leave out. So at this point, we've, we, we will, I will tell you, though, that we will have a comprehensive uh, recommendations from our CDC and our county government of what is going to be required of us as we re-enter into these spaces. Mm-hmm. And so whatever requirements that we need to have and to do, we will do. And we will be prepared to do so.
1: How has your administrative staff handled all this? Uh, are all of them, some of them working from home or most of them?
0: Um, our administrative staff, we are uh, well, building principles, of course, Uh, everybody's working all day every day we're on team meetings and those kinds of things but building principals are going into the buildings um, at some of them go every day some of them are in there every other day Um, they go and get mail they check voice messages uh, they check the condition of the facilities to make sure that you know we don't have a leak or some something somewhere that we need to go and fix or whatever so we we keep track of the building for sure Um, And as far as district downtown administration, I think we work uh, day in and day at night because we're still trying to reenter. So there's lots of back work that needs to be done. We still have budgets that need to be uh, payroll still need, you know, that needs to be done. Uh, HR, we're still hiring. We're still interviewing teachers and Mm. filling vacancies. And so everything is still running. It's just running at home. Or very limited uh, people in and out of our admin building.
1: Then, and that was my next question: How will this impact the uh, your work and the Wichita Board of Education's work on a budget for next year? Well, you think there's going to be some are, cuts going on, or what? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: uh, I think you're right, sir. I think that I think what's happening is we'll have to just wait and see. I guess I should say it that way. Honestly, uh, I don't really know. I'm staying cuts, but I'm not sure. Uh, I just know that. Uh, we can if, what if we can anticipate what we think may be happening? It, it could be um, if we don't, you know, move along and get our economy going and you know things moving along. There could be some financial implications that will impact us uh, in our school district.
1: Well, and the, they've already talked about the revenue and Topeka folks up there yeah. talking about the legislature may considering cutting education spending because. Uh, let's yeah. face it, that's the majority of their discretionary budget is education. So, Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. Yes. Well, we, yes. something we've worked with in the past, even when we didn't have a yes, pandemic. Yes, sir. So. Yes, sir.
0: Yes, sir. Yeah. So, you know, so we'll just keep moving along and doing the best we can to educate all our kids and trying our best to take care of all of our staff. That's, that's what yes. we do. So. Okay.
1: Dr. Thompson, so much school life is, for me at least when I was a kid, is socializing and learning to socialize. And uh, have you heard any from any of the students? uh, Some of the students, uh, i bet they really missed that, some of them anyway.
0: Yeah, Uh, it's interesting. I've been getting on calls with some of our students, and it's interesting. You know, they say, I didn't realize how much I was a social butterfly (laughs) until I got home and I couldn't socialize. So it's kind of fun to watch them talk about and the relationships that they had with their teachers while they're getting their academics. Like they say, it's nothing like having that teacher there or having the comfort of knowing that you have people around you that care. And I've heard kids talk about that when I ask them about what are some of the uh, positives or negatives that it is around, you know, being in this kind of an environment. And the the students always say the first thing that comes out of their mouth is the relationships, you know, not able to see our teachers or, you know, not able to see our friends, and, and, and they miss that.
1: Well, uh, have you uh, learned anything from this? By the way, oh, one I just thought of another question. One of your predecessors always said, you know, some of these kids, the main reason they go to school is for extracurricular activities, whether it's art or sports or whatever. <laughs> so you take that away and uh, you may lose some motivation for some of them.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I would agree. I think that uh, extracurricular act- activities is definitely part of the connector for some of our kids. And that is why it was so important when we listened to the students, they wanted music, PE, and art. Yeah. And so that's why we began to uh, place those items um, on YouTube with teachers doing lessons with them because we knew that that was something that they would be interested in. We even have kids that are still practicing their instruments and putting them online and, and we, we listen to them play and, you know, all those kinds of respond to them to tell them what a nice job they've done. And so, you know, again, uh, those those are things that connect kids to school and to uh, and to kind of give them that that vehicle to be creative. And so we wanted to continue to allow that to happen. Hence why we made those adjustments midway through our continuous learning plan.
1: This uh, this pandemic or this stay home stay home thing, has been tough on a lot of people. Adults, I I've had my bouts of uh, you know of dark moods and whatnot. Have you heard anything about uh, the students and how they're handling it in that regard mentally? <laughs>
0: yes, and and again, being responsive to know that we have a uh, behavior or emotional uh, hotline, so that there are opportunities for kids and parents to be able to call that number and have someone certified to be able to talk with them and visit with them and get them connected if they need to, to other resources that will help them to be able to make it through this difficult time. Because I can tell you that a lot of times, as we know, um, the safe spaces for kids are at the schools. yeah, uh, And yeah. so uh, they need to continue to feel safe, and we want to try to provide as much as we can of that resource to be able to uh, be that for uh, for students. It's kind of interesting because I heard there was a story from a teacher, and she was telling me that uh, she had was calling just to check on the child because they didn't have internet access, and she was calling the child to check to see about the homework, if they needed any help with the packet work, and so on and so forth. And she said she ended up spending an hour on the telephone talking to um, the parent and, and kind of working and processing through them, uh, being furloughed from a job and, you know, uh, trying to balance everything with teaching and those kinds of things and how we have now become part of, you know, a really an extension of uh, our families. And so that just goes to show you again the level of commitment that our teachers have gone to to not only be the academic folks, but to also be that ear to a family or a parent or a student to be able to help them during this time.
1: That's a whole new world, a huge, huge challenge for you. Have you you learned anything from this huge challenge, Dr. Thompson?
0: Yes, that we want, when when we put our minds to something and everybody puts their hands in in, in the game and we all put our brains together, that we can really accomplish some amazing things in a short period of time. So my lesson is, is, collaboration being together unified as a family and trying to move forward uh i I know for a fact that we have that within the wichita public schools and our wichita community uh and so with that i know that i have learned that i am ever more proud to be part of the wichita community and the wichita public Schools family
1: do you think you're going to be back to normal by the fall
0: Oh, boy. Uh, if we do, it won't look like we <laughs> like it was when we left. <laughs> that will be for sure. Um, I, I don't know why. I mean, I I, you know, I today, you know, right now, the commission is visiting and talking. So I'll right. go back and watch that. And then I know that uh, the governor is going to give us some direction soon. What I do know is that we will be n- uh, not we will not be in session uh, uh, until May 31st. That's when uh, our list will be off. Our school year will be complete at that time. Um, we are having conversations right now about what does phase two look like. That would be our summer programming, work, whatever happens there. And then what does the fall look like? So, But I do know that it will not look the same.
1: Like Not, not, not going to be the whole world changed, I guess. <laughs> How are you handling yeah, this? Uh, look- your mental aspect, are you in good shape here? Are you optimistic about the future and all that?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that's just my personality. Uh, you know, when there's, when there's issues and things that come along, uh, you just dig in and you use the people around you, the resources around you, and, uh, you be a good listener, look at your data, uh, and help to make, and our board members have been great to, um, to make good decisions, but I I am fine. I'm, I'm (laughs) I'm feeling good. I'm trying to eat better so that I don't, Got to eat too much food right. at home.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to have to cut you <laughs> off there, but uh, thank you for being with us, and best of luck to you and all the, the students and the teachers and the parents in USD 259. Maybe we'll be back to <laughs> close to normal next year. Thanks for being with us this morning. Our guest right, is Wichita you. School Superintendent Dr. Alicia Thompson. That's all for this edition of Issues 2020. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.